chilling new original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. To the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to After the Dead. The Walking Dead is back for season 10. The season 10 premiere has officially aired, which means comicbook.com is bringing back After the Dead. If things look a little bit different here, that's because we're a podcast now, and that's because everybody can listen to us in their, their, their morning commute on Monday morning if they didn't get enough Walking Dead on Sunday night. I'm Brandon Davis. Uh, we are here to talk about The Walking Dead. I'm joined, as always, by Janelle Wheeler and new to After the Dead here this fine October morning, whenever you're listening to us, is Kofi Outlaw, the host of our Comic Book Nation podcast. If you're not listening to that, I do suggest tuning in. Uh, I'm very excited that you can listen to us as a podcast. I don't really know what that means, but I think it's cool. It's I mean, it's good. Like you said, it's people can now listen to us while they cook their fine meals in their kitchen mm. and prepare their HelloFresh, or if they're on their commutes, and you get to just be in their ears. Are you sponsored by HelloFresh? No, I'm not. Hello, but if you're listening, easy way to cook. Yeah, no. (laughs) After the well, uh, look. So the Walking Dead season ten is back. The show is going to outlive all of us. Uh, But I am happy that we're finally trending in the right direction in terms of quality. I thought season nine was great. I really was a fan. Uh, So we're going to talk about our reactions to tonight's episodes. Uh, But first, um, I'll give you a little bit of rundown what we're going to do. The opening of the episode started in space. We're going to talk about the love triangle. We're going to talk about Rick's kids, Michonne's final season, uh, Aaron's big turn, which I think might be coming finally, uh, and Negan. uh, I mean, you can't not talk about Negan. And we're also going to talk about the train wreck that was Fear the Walking Dead season five. So uh, let's just start, though, with our reaction to tonight's episode. Uh, I'll go last. You guys, what did you, what did you think of the season 10 premiere? Ladies first. Um, I was blown away. I was really excited about this. Um, it, it felt like a really long time since the last time we checked in with them, and it was really good to see a bunch of familiar faces. We got to check in with almost everyone, um, and that was really good. Also, the space thing definitely threw me off, but uh, I'm excited to explore that for sure. Yeah, uh, the first shot, really, I'm glad you warned us that we were watching the correct show (laughs) because I would have, yeah, I'd have been confused when this opened with a shot of a spacecraft, which is like the last thing you expect to see in Walking Dead. But hey, it's season 10. You gotta, you gotta tap the ideas where you can get them. When I first started the, uh, when I first pressed play watching it for the first time, I was like, wait a second, is this the right, they send me the right (laughs) show? And I I, I restarted it like three times. I went back to my email, I I played it again, and I was like, wait a second. And then I got to the, I was like, oh, that was the right show. I was really hoping that it might be like, uh, what is that show, The Last Man, Last Man on Earth? Yeah. Where his brother ends, he's in the spacecraft, and that it was actually gonna be like a living (laughs) person that made it through the, the zombie apocalypse and doesn't know I what's was going on really hoping that was going to be it but Houston. uh fire instead <laughs> it'd be like a weird lost Haley episode <laughs> it'd be so, so cool right well that's like i remember when i think it was season two of lost started and it was desmond just going about his day and i was like is this the oh, right yeah? show yeah. and then the hatch explodes and you're like oh this is the guy in the hatch uh but all right uh we'll be right back we're going to run through all of tonight's episodes uh we've talked to the cast a whole bunch so we have a lot of exclusive insider intel for you 
as always. You wouldn't be after the dead if not. So uh, stick with us for just in just a second, and you'll hear uh, all about it. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the show? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Alright, welcome back to After the Dead. We are about to break down the Season 10 premiere and preview what's to come with all the super secret stuff that we're going to unsecret for you. Uh, starting with that satellite we were talking about earlier, when that satellite went by, my mind has trained me as a fan of Lost, like we mentioned, and just a fan of, I mean, Marvel and everything else that is going on right now, to pause it, look at it, and be like, what is on that satellite? What does it say? What's going on? And then it ended up not really being that important. Because Yet, it, it, it well, but, but it what I am, listen, I thought this is going to be some kind of groundbreaking, expansive thing. So did I. Where we're go, we're going to find communication in space, and we're going to have connect the globe somehow, and get a big reveal about why this is going on. And none of that happened. Instead, it just led us which, to yeah. It was to me that part of it was disappointing, but I can forgive it because it was all answered within the first episode. Right. In previous years, this would have taken <laughs> five, five, oh, five, five episodes. episodes. Mid oh. finale. My yes. God, what's was, in the woods? Yeah. yeah, it would have taken so long to get there. Uh, but I, I did. My mind did go. It was USSR, and I thought of Fear the Walking Dead when Victor Strand talked to the Russian astronaut. From yeah. the boat, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, maybe that'll tie together, and maybe it did somehow." But we'll never know. I don't think it's important. Oh. Yeah. But um, that was cool. The most excited I got is I thought it said Capsule Corp on it for a second, and I was like, "Did they just drop a <laughs> Dragon Ball reference?" Is Dragon Ball Z about to become? I'll sell oh you all gosh. kinds of capsules. Uh, but no, I thought that was cool. But I think what this is ultimately going to lead to is a tie to the Rick movies. I think it's communication. Eugene made them stay back. That was not for no reason. Yeah. Angela Kang doesn't put pointless story threads into the show. And I think it's that's what it's going to lead to. It's talking to either the Commonwealth or wherever Maggie is, probably the Commonwealth, or wherever Rick is. They did mention that they hadn't gotten any letters from her, checked, heard anything from Maggie in the episode in a very long time. Maybe they can boost the signal and uh, finally get in yeah. contact with some of these uh, stragglers from Fear and give them something to do. <laughs> oh, my God. The Fear, the, that show... Oh, we're going to get into that. Uh, yeah, if they bring Ginny into The Walking Dead, I'm turning it off. I'm just... Uh, <laughs> stop. All right, uh, let's move on to our next topic. There's there's a bit of maybe a love triangle going on. I don't know. I can't tell because I feel like The Walking Dead has perpetually teased like a, a relationship between Daryl and Carol that never happens, mm -hmm. but then they keep like making it a thing but not actually making it a thing, and now they're doing that with him and not only Carol but also with Connie. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting, though, because I think the way Angela Kang does it, the way she wrote this was, it was much more subtle than things have been in the past. It was cool because not only do you have Carol showing a more of an interest in Daryl than Ezekiel, which was pretty cold towards Ezekiel. I felt yeah, bad for my guy. Me too. But um, she goes over there, and that's great. But then you also have Daryl with the ASL pamphlet in his pocket. That was really touching. Loved that. I loved that. and it's But it's a subtle cue. It's a really smart little subtle thing that... As a TV viewer, you're like, oh, he must be romantically interested in her. But then Kelly looks at Connie and says, oh, that guy? And, Ke and Connie's just like, 
no, stop. So I don't know. She's just being shy. I really think she's just being shy. And I do not. I've always tried to ship Carol and Daryl. And I've finally, I've been told so, like no so many times that I finally have just let it go. He called her his best friend. Like, I just, I think it's still just platonic. Yeah, I kind of like the platonic, like, brother, sister. Like, they're, they're, what's good about the relationship is it, like, it shifts kind of shades. Sometimes it's almost like a weird mother-son relationship. Yeah. Sometimes it's like a best friend relationship. Sometimes it's like two like abuse yeah. victims in the same like <laughs> yeah, I mean, they therapy are. group they have like, that in kind of thing. Yeah. And like that's what they're bonding over. And I love that it changes shades. Um, I don't think, I mean, if there was ever a love scene between Daryl and Carol, I think we'd all be like hovering over a trash can, uh, either from awkwardness or just fear. <laughs> I just think it would have already happened. Gut wrenching. <gasps> yeah. Like, oh, I didn't, Ooh. I got something I thought I might want to see, but I don't really want to see this. <laughs> So, I think it's too late. Yeah. yeah, and I like him and Connie. And once the, like too. once a girl starts taking care of your dog, like that's a big deal. Like, true, yeah, that's headed big. Down, that's uh, true. Yeah, uh, Lauren Ridloff in Eternal now. Yeah, she is a Marvel star. Yeah, it's just these actors from The Walking Dead are just like, well, we're gonna go do a Marvel movie. Ross Marquand, Danai Guerrero, and now Lauren Ridloff, who plays Connie, are all Marvel stars. Uh, I, I don't know who I. Joke. It's gonna be a big joke. How I, to get a Marvel movie role? Ah, go audition for the <laughs> go Walking, Dead. Walking Dead real quick, and then you'll pop up. I did ask Norman Reedus about that, and he kind of downplayed the whole thing when I talked to him at the season ten premiere. He s- just kind of said, "Oh, it's good to be able to communicate with people," and I think Connie's a real like could be something. I'm paraphrasing. I don't know exactly what he said. I don't remember. You can find it on the site um, or on our YouTube channel, but. He said something along the lines of communication is great, relationships are great, these people are all tools for each other, and the more relationships you have, the better you'll be to survive. I don't know if he was just downplaying it because the show isn't going to commit to it one way or the other. I hope it does. I, I hope at least we, if, if something is ever going to happen, I hope we get there and there is a definitive ruling on, I don't know, Daryl in a relationship or not. I, I, I honestly don't have an, inve- in, like, I'm not invested in one or the other, but just solidify it it for seems once, as for the though first time. norman has never wanted daryl to have a love interest it just doesn't seem like that he wants that for his character well for the first time he's the one who's about staying with the people yeah carol's the one who's like nah yeah it's nice i'm out but it's good to see him like more vulnerable i think she'll stay because of alpha she wants to fight alpha yep. she can't do that alone yeah mm-hmm. so i think she's um, motivated by revenge yeah and i think the way the episode ends kind of reminds us of that. And mm-hmm. it kind of informed her and Ezekiel thing. Like you were saying, she was very cold to him. But, like, they are dealing with this whole, like, parents who lost a child type story arc, which can get, like, really messed up between yeah. people and dealing with that. And, you know, her grief and trying to get over that. Yeah, she might have to kill Alpha to get, you know, <laughs> put that away. And I think that is the main event that most fans would want to see at this point. Um you know, you take all these main characters like Rick off the board, and it's like, well, where's the rivalries come in? Well, yeah, Carol versus Alpha is a great That's, that's the rock stone yeah. cold, Huge. WrestleMania. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's... I want to see them back in that quarry with, like, just the two of them yeah. down there, and it's like, one of us climbs out of here, and one of us is, <laughs> like... From the top of the quarry, by God, right. she killed her. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Or just, like... Carol does a running grab with Alpha and jumps off the quarry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here for RKO out of yep. nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did. Uh, there were my possibly my favorite scene 
in the episode. I mean, I loved the opening. I lo- it felt like watching 300, but in the zombie apocalypse. That was cool. So cool. Uh, yeah. And like how they were such an army and the slow-mo shots and stuff. Like they yeah. upped it. They definitely upped it. I felt it. like they were practicing, though. To me, it didn't seem like they were taking it that seriously until the very end. But also, I, I mean, like, it's a oh. sign of how seriously yeah. they have to take the dead because yeah. they don't know if they're whisperers. Right. So Yeah, and it's but, called true. training day. So like yeah. they are building up for something. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, maybe they're going to war. Uh, <laughs> our, I really liked the Rick Jr. Judith scene where Judith is telling the story about the brave man on the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. And RJ's like, did the brave man go back to his family? And then she's like, no, he died. And I'm like, oh, these kids are so cute. That's young Ray from Star Wars. Um, Kaylee Fleming is just such a great actress. She's great. so yeah. good. Judith. And then, yeah, yeah, Judith is. And then Anthony Azor is is RJ. It's cool to see Rick still have his presence felt on the show, mm-hmm. but not be responsible for the narrative like he, he he's not a factor in what they're, I mean he's a factor in like their emotional decisions yeah but he's not a key for the story we can have a show without Rick Grimes which is so important and I, I wasn't sure that was going to be the case yeah that was going to be well we skipped over me but that was going to be my overall impression of the uh, episode uh, that yeah he is it's this is the episode that kind of really does prove because last year at the second half of season nine it was just kind of literally like survival. Like, can we survive and even end this yep. season without Rick? Is this massive change just going to deep six the show? And it didn't. No. Um, you pointed out that it got scarier, it got better. But this was the first episode with the clear air and the new kind of premise. And it really did establish that this isn't going to be like The Office or something like, yeah, you take out the main character. And it really has, in a weird way, opened up The Walking Dead in two important ways. One, we can now explore more of these other characters and relationships without having to constantly come back to this central thing. So it can be more of an ensemble spread. And kind of, two, the stakes are now raised because you never are really sure who's safe, except for, like, right. Daryl and Carol. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and then you still don't even know. That, yeah. Yeah. There, is no, like, there is no, like, <laughs> top-tier character who you're like, yeah. they can't go. And, I mean, you have a, a, right. f- a few exceptions, like, we're not going to see Daryl die this season. Let's face no. it. We're not, probably not going to see Carol die. No. Michonne is leaving, but I don't even think she's going to die. Wow. Yeah. Right, she, come on. You're not going to kill Michonne when you have movies and an expanding universe coming. Okay. Uh, that's my. Actually, that's that's the next topic. So we could just go there. Michonne, I, this is her last season. That I agree was yeah. last season. They filmed. I can tell you this. They filmed this season out of order, so that they could get her in episodes further down the line. Uh, so she's not going to be in every episode this season, which isn't uncommon, but she will be there for longer than she was at production. Pretty sure she's here through 12. I've heard there might be a scene with her in the finale, but I'm pretty sure 12 will be her last episode. I'm not 100% sure, but I've heard from a lot of people something along those lines. Um, And her story seems pretty like she's the leader. Mm -hmm. She's going to have to deal with leadership in a way that Rick never had to, but she's also showing shades of Rick, which is interesting. Yeah, she doesn't like, seem tormented anymore. She seems really, like, stable. I think um, it came positive. through in the scenes with Aaron. Yeah, yeah only same. on the bridge. Yeah, and that like, was, like, a good thing you are mentioning, how they work Rick back in, was just, like, when she almost said, like, Rick, I lost Rick on a bridge or something, and mm-hmm. she, like, stopped herself short and was just, like, trying to pull it together again. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I respect that. Like the the OGs are the ones that really don't want to cross the boundaries with Alpha. Like they're the ones that are like, "Do not cross." Like we are not going to play this. And then, except for Carol, of course. Yeah, she. But didn't care. It, yeah, it just seems like the ones that have had a lot of experience with 
really terrible humans <laughs> in this world don't want to mess with Alpha anymore. Like they just and, want to respect yeah. what they, you know, compromised on. And compromised. it's good to see the, that we're not still going in circles about like the will, will, sh should we, shouldn't we form community stuff? Like mm -hmm. this is our hunt, like this is our community. We care. Everybody cares now. We don't have any weird like loners, like not caring. Yeah. Um, everybody's invested in this. And that creates stakes, and that's good because you don't have to kill people to cause right. pain, as we saw with all those heads on the pikes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, like, within those communities, I think it's interesting that there isn't really – I mean, maybe it is Michonne, but there, I don't think there is a clear-cut leader. Like, we have the council at Alexandria, but you have Father Gabriel going to Negan for advice where Rick did in the comics. You have Michonne kind of being the de facto people are coming to her because she is the badass who she is who – earned that spot but you also have daryl who people turn to you even have like magna and yumiko and different like all these different people mm -hmm. who are yeah at least influencing up. the leadership right. to a point there is no one this isn't a rictatorship you know this is a democracy kind yeah. of for the most part and while everybody does want to attack the whispers they still are listening to the people who are telling them not to yeah which is interesting um i, I really do like the fact that aaron might finally get a turn like aaron I feel like Ross Marquand is one of the more talented actors on the show. I think he's very capable, and I think he's been so underused. I think finally you see that conversation that him and Michonne have on the bridge, and he's like, Eric's dead. Jesus is dead. I'm tired of being the nice guy. I got a metal ball for a hand. So I'm going to start smacking people with it. I'm still having a hard time buying it, though. He just was because they built him up to be this just sweetheart for so long that I'm having a hard time like imagining even like just I don't know he's gonna have to do something really drastic for me to look at him as like I'm, I'm the like, bad yeah, guy now bite out a guy's throat drastic. I'm hoping yeah. that they do yeah. with him what they should have done with Alicia on Fear the Walking Dead because she lost family members and just started painting trees it was <laughs> terrible yeah and with Aaron he's gonna lose people close to him and it seems like he is going to Start being a badass. Trees and being, blood. Like he was more happy <laughs> yeah. and lovey than Glenn. Yeah. And like it's harder for me. Like it, I would have been more understanding to see Glenn turn than Aaron. It's happened. well. The thing is that Glenn maintained who he was through years of the apocalypse, whereas Aaron never had to go through the things that right. Glenn did. This yeah. is the mm -hmm. first time Aaron is going through these things. He's lost True. people now for the first time, really. I mean, he probably lost people when the world fell, right. but he was sheltered for the however many years until Rick he and the group showed Walker's. up at Alexandria. Right. So now, after the war with Negan really pushed him to the limit, I think, it's time for Ross Marquand to actually get some time to actually do something meaningful. Yeah, and more just on-air time, more camera time. Can we, like, let's take us, let's talk about that. Ever since Angela Kang took over, characters like Aaron and Daryl, and, I mean, there are others as well, Eugene, like they're actually saying meaningful things. Yeah. Like they're talking. There, there was a chart. I saw a chart on Reddit that counted the number of words Daryl said per season, <laughs> and the chart for like seasons one through six it just kept going up. And it was like, I mean, it was, I don't know the number, but it was really up there. There was thousands of words. And then when you get to season seven and eight, the number of words Norman Reedus said was just like minimal. I mean, a fraction of the lowest season before that. Whoa. And it's why? Why would you do that? It's and now they're talking again, and not only are they talking again, there's none of that vague dialogue crap. Yeah, they're yeah. actually saying, saying what things. You mean. There's yeah. no like, 
well, we got to do what's right. Progress the story. Just the yeah, this was yes. such a nice refresher from Fear, like in hearing all the stuff they kept saying on Fear all season. The dialogue was so much was better. Like, yeah, I was just like, this is not a self-help like therapy video. But even like, going back to season eight of Walking Dead, like, there would be times where a character should just say something because it makes sense. But if they say it, then we solve the problem now. Yeah. So they wouldn't say it so we could preserve the problem. Yeah, that one piece of episodes. information if you just say Just say it, it By the way, some people popped out of a truck back down the road. You may want to know that before you ride out. Like yeah, now they say it, and, and, the, and it's meaningful, and it actually progresses the story. I, I'm, I think The Walking Dead is back to being as good as it's ever been right yeah. now, mm -hmm. which is great. I've seen the next episode. It's a Whisperer episode. It's great. It's it's really good, and it, I think it's better than this one. I have episode three. I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard from people who did that it's just as good. Um, so, anyway, I'm I'm obviously happy that the show is. Me too. Good. Very yeah. happy. And I, I I liken how this cast has been together, some tight knit, and sometimes behind the scenes. So, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. But they've mm -hmm. developed these bonds that you can clearly see, and them riffing off one another. Oh and yeah, like mm -hmm. moving off one another is it's so much smoother. Like. Yeah. than it has been because like I said I'm sure they've just were hanging out in the background of a lot of oh, for shots sure. and That's sets true. and bonding and stuff they're, just, and stuff they're like shooting that. in the middle of nowhere Georgia like they're each other's only friends yeah. you know <laughs> so uh, it, yeah they do I think you're right they do develop like that chemistry that you don't really you don't even get that on other projects sometimes yeah. and I think that's part this of this was very the most Ocean Eleven-ish I've ever seen The Walking Dead in terms of yeah. like moving between characters and characters bouncing off one of the other characters it was really good yeah um, I did I also I asked Ross Marquand about that turn and he was just, he was excited. Like, he just seemed purely enthusiastic to see Aaron actually it's get to It's good matter. to see someone. And Norma like Rita said something, too. He was like, he, I talked to him. I was like, Daryl's actually talking again, which is cool. And he was like, well, you know, in season nine, they let me talk. And that kind of panned out for us. So I'm excited <laughs> about it. So you go out. Both of those interviews are up on comicbook.com. You can go on our YouTube channel or just tweet at me. And I'll send you a link if you want to see it. Um, and all right, the last thing I want to talk about from this episode is the Negan moment at the end with Father Gabriel. That's a moment very much from the Walking Dead comics. Uh, it's like around issue 151 or 153, where people in Alexandria are really riled up about the Whisperers. They want to fight back. They want to strike. Rick doesn't want to because he has seen Alpha's army, and he knows that's a terrible decision, and they'll all die if they do. So Negan is the one. Rick, like, legit goes to Negan for help. So Negan is the one who says, you got the boogeyman at your door. Use it. Basically, and Rick is just like, I'm not going to lie to my people. Coral's still laugh. Uh, and <laughs> then Negan is just like, don't lie. And he uses a bunch of F words because it's the comics. And he's like, go just tell them what they want to hear. And then you'll get there or whatever. And the, the book ends with Rick basically giving the speech that Negan told him to give. And you hear everybody chanting like, Rick, 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 Rick. And Negan's in his in his cell going, that a boy. Because he knows that Rick listened to him. So... It's interesting that they gave that moment to Gabriel. Mm -hmm. uh, I would think maybe Michonne or Daryl would have got that. Yeah. Because I, I can't picture Gabriel rounding up Alexandria and being like, all right, gang. It was just a nice callback to their time in the, in the camper together. Yeah, I think yeah. so, too. I think so, There's too. A lot, I think I there like might have been like a dialogue yeah. echo if I, if I remember something about crapping your pants. Cause the, I feel like that yeah, was, people <laughs> are putting their <laughs> yeah. pants back on. Yeah, I feel like yeah. that was the thrust of their conversation in the camper. Yep, yeah. That was the season eight trailer, right? When, uh, I think it opened with Negan saying, 
I hope you got your shitting pants on. <laughs> yeah. I censored it. That was you see that I took the eye out. We're good. <laughs> Father Gabriel seems to be the most afraid of the whispers or taking them the most seriously, I guess. Well, he should be chose because he because has the most brutal death, death yeah. ever Which in is the comics. Why they probably? Gave oh my that gosh! Back. If you're not familiar with this, we've talked about this on After the Dead last year. The first issue of the Whisperer War, part one of six, and I mean, all you got to do is open the book because it's how the book starts. He's on top of that water tower that Eugene and Rosita found last year, and he's got a sniper, and he's supposed to alert the group if the Whisperers are coming. And as soon as he gets up there, he's like, oh, crap, they're coming. I got to get back down and tell them. He tries to get down, and he falls down the ladder, gets his leg stuck about five rungs of the ladder from the bottom. The bone goes through the skin. He's hanging upside down. Beta walks by, slits his throat, cuts his stomach open. Guts are hanging out. Walkers eat him. And that's like, I mean, it's brutal. It is the worst death I've ever seen in The Walking Dead besides maybe Glenn. Yeah. It's it's up there. And I asked Seth Gilliam, I was like, dude, do you want that to happen? Because like, that's a tough day on set. He's like, yeah, you're upside down. You're screaming. You're gargling. I mean, that's, but he wants it. He, yeah. he said, if that, he said, you got to have a good way to go out on the show. That's a good way to go out. But then again, they followed the comics for Glenn, and look at where that got them. I mean, people yeah, were yeah, but, no, no, but people were up in arms about yeah, how violent yeah. that was. Yeah. So, yeah. do you think this show can follow that? Is that too much? I think so because I think it'll be fine because it it, it all starts with a fall, and it's not like Negan straight up <sighs> just torturing a pregnant woman, you know, watching her husband get bashed in the face. It is quicker. It's definitely... I think it would be brutal in how impersonal they could make it. Like, Beta just Mm -hmm. walks by and is like, you're nothing, and just cuts his throat. Because that's essentially what he does. Yeah, and then just keeps walking, and then we're just sitting, like, and hearing Father Gabriel die. Don't even have to show it that much. Just imagine starting, like, the mid-season premiere. That's that's it. Like, that's the opening scene. Yeah. Yeah. Because I could see the Whisperer War being what starts, you know... It's mid-season 10. That'd be great. That'd be a great way to start it. But with the pace that Angela Kang likes to move it, I'd like to see the Whisperer War yeah. also end this season. Right. Maybe Same, I mean. agree. Yeah, no, yeah, this got to end. It has to yeah. come and go. Uh, as much as I like Samantha Morton as Alpha and Ryan Hurst as Beta, I don't want this to get dragged out. No. The governor this has to be, this has went to be on too long. Season, Negan yeah. went on too long. If we're going to learn from the past, it's condense this and keep it, do it in favor of the pace. Uh, but, man, uh, we'll see if, if Father Gabriel goes and gets Alexandria riled up over Negan's suggested leadership style. We'll also see if his guts hang out while he's upside down on a ladder uh, <laughs> as this season goes on. All right, uh, final things we're going to do here. Season 10, death predictions. I think we all kind of agree Gabriel Father probably Gabriel, is going yeah. to yeah. be one of them. Yes. But uh, each, I want everybody to go down line. You can make one or two predictions. We'll start with Kofi. Who um, do you think dies in season 10? I think the doctor is, I forget his name off the top of my head. I think there was Rosita's. that weird... Yeah, Rosita's, Rosita's uh, doctor. Daddy. I was at the same. Yeah, I Sadiq? think. Yeah, Sadiq. Sadiq. I think there's something in Sadiq's storyline. Uh, the spider imagery makes me think that spiders are usually like betrayal, intricate webs and stuff. Like, I think he's a double agent. I think either way, he gets found out. Either he takes himself out because he can't take it, he gets taken out somehow, uh, or something like that after he's revealed to be a traitor. That's my prediction. Ooh, nice. Good. I agree that he will also. Uh, die Sadiq will but I you said something interesting when we were watching it is that the other doctor was the was the the spy Dante oh I was Dante no I think it was Sadiq okay so I, I think it's Dante oh we got a Dante, well I it's funny because I asked looking at his mouth. This. I said there is a strict unwritten rule on the walking dead and that is a one doctor rule yeah as soon as a new doctor comes in the old doctor dies 
Yeah. So one of the two doctors is definitely uh, a prediction. One or two of them may be dirty, and one or two of them may be dead. I don't think Sadiq is a bad guy. Come on. Well, Carl maybe found Daddy. Him he was, maybe. I think. I mean, he was the one they sent back when everybody got killed, right? Like. Yep. And, You're right. And he's having and all he's those flashbacks. To, and it was so to tell them that and put fear into them, but Whoa. it's also to watch them and see what they All do. I'm going to say is you guys are on to something. My brain's yeah. you guys exploding. Are good. You guys are smart. you got to get up pretty early in the morning to get one past Kofi. And yeah, you can't wow. show me a picture of a spider in a TV show without me thinking <laughs> something sinister is happening. Yeah. <laughs> My death prediction, um, and this is just as a fan not, not knowing, uh, I think Ezekiel is getting This Is Us. I think he inhaled no. a lot of smoke. I think, I think he got a lot of smoke in his lungs at that satellite site and i think he's gonna go out that way there's like synopsis what? that say sadiki's uh or ezekiel's hiding a secret or something and i think they've no! I mean, he already outlived his comic book story i think that was just a means to switch things up and i think uh he's gonna get abraham to like abraham outlived his comic book story only to die a moment later whoa i think, ezekiel's I going. think carol's on that cardi b she can't be your ex just your widow Oof. That's yeah everybody up, carol gets close to dies let's face that Oh, it's true. Name somebody who's survived. It's totally Carol. true. <laughs> I'm still looking at even the flowers. That's why I'm not shipping Daryl Carroll anymore. I'm still looking Carol at the Even like, back in season three when Axel was weird towards her, that yeah. got him killed. <laughs> he got sniped. Like, it was the middle of a conversation, and that guy with the mustache was just like, pluck. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Plucked. Uh, all right. at the flowers, my friend. And now, really quickly, Janelle, did you watch Fear the Walking Dead season five? <clears throat> no. You lucky. I didn't. So yeah, you I lucked out. So let's talk about Fear the Walking Dead because it's the first season I did not watch. This might be a hot take that I'm sure I'll catch some some heat for. I think Fear the Walking Dead season three was, or at least is, in the conversation for the best single season of either Walking Dead show. I do agree with that. Yeah, I loved. I thought Dave Erickson put together a masterpiece of a season, and then they fired him. Yeah, and they brought in Andrew Chambliss and Ian Goldberg as the showrunners, as a means to let them start this crossover with Morgan Jones and Lenny James, who is the best actor I think from either show. I agree. Um, the most misused actor I think from either show. I agree. Um, and season four was okay. It started off great. I, I love the first few episodes of season four of Fear the Walking Dead. Then they killed Madison, and the show went off the rails. That's when I fell off. Back half of season four of Fear the Walking Dead wasn't good. That villain was weird, and I was just like, all right, maybe season five will be okay. Tremendous cast here. Interesting characters. Let's see. Season five comes along. You strip Alicia of every bit of badass leader she was becoming. You strip Victor Strand of every interesting bit of con man he once was. You strip Daniel Salazar of the ruthless, fun-to-watch, unpredictable guy he once was. You introduce a bunch of kids I don't care about, and you make everybody a bland clone of Morgan Jones who was the least interesting character in season seven and eight of The Walking Dead, which was already... Yeah, he was most annoying by far. I love Morgan as a character because of the potential he has and because of the performances that Lenny James gives. Mm -hmm. But when he becomes a character that is willing to throw logic away, all of it, not an ounce of logic left in the man's body, throw reason away, and all he wants to do is help people because it's right and he's done bad things. What... What bad things has Morgan even done, first of all, because he spent the whole war with Negan not killing people? Yeah. So why is he even... What is he doing? He's just, so, just trying to apologize for the times he went crazy and fell into the sunken place and became Killer Morgan, you know. Well, who was way more fun to yeah, watch. exactly. This is TV. Way more interesting You know what? You can, call me, you can tell me I'm wrong because people should be good people. Yeah, in the real world, they should. It doesn't make for good TV. So Fear the Walking Dead Season 5, 
I think Fear the Walking Dead now boasts claim to the best single season in the Dead universe and the worst single season in the Dead universe. Mm -hmm. Yep. John and June had one of the best episodes of either show yeah. in season four. That was the difference. They became Morganites. I was going to say, between season four, you, you and I debate season four a little bit, but um, the difference for me is season four still had like a solid handful of really masterful episodes, it, like yes. the John and June episode. The only good season episode five in season five. Nah, I oh. think there was one, Althea with the helicopter, and it was the episode yes. where Althea wasn't yeah. allowed to tape anything. Yeah. <laughs> the and camera was so, like... And these actors did their jobs. Yeah. I, I think I'm, I want to be clear. I'm not blaming a single one of the cast members or the directors. Even I think the directors even did the best with what yeah. they got in terms of scripts. I think it's time to seriously revisit this show, rethink who's in charge, and and yeah. and top and down angle of this. If you're gonna, if you think you're gonna keep cast members like Alicia Debenham, Carey, Coleman, Domingo, Ruben Blades, and Lenny James. You gotta, you gotta do something different. You have to. They deserve better. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just like the, the cliffhanger dead. was was just. Did we learn nothing? Because I, do, the Janelle, you don't know this because you didn't watch it. But spoiler alert: the episode ends with this cartoonish cowgirl new villain shooting Morgan Jones in the heart, what? and she leaves him behind because she's out of bullets. She couldn't shoot him in the head, and she says, "I truly hope you die." And he's bleeding out, and he gets on the radio, and he calls up all these people. He's like, just live. You know, we were doing what was right. Just live. With more of a oh, southern Christ. accent than I ever heard Lenny James put on it. <laughs> but uh, And then six zombies are legitimately as far away from him as you are from me right now. They're closing in, and there's there's seemingly no sensible way Morgan can survive this. Yeah. There is no way. But they won't say that he's dead. He wasn't on In Memoriam and Talking Dead. The showrunners won't say that he's dead. The only way... You satisfy fans at this point from where I'm sitting. <laughs> oh, boy. The only way is if Madison Clark saves Morgan Jones. Yes. It's the only way. Oh, you'll get me back. <laughs> and there's new people in charge. Yeah. No, I think the reveal has to be Cliff Curtis is back. And <laughs> he survived a helicopter yeah. fall. Why does every main character who dies Dude. on the show die off screen? Off yeah. screen, yeah. Tra Travis fell out of a helicopter. We didn't Travis see him die. Too. Madison, I loved him. for some reason, went down with the baseball stadium instead of just hopping over the fence. I don't even want to get into that. And then Morgan, I mean, he has no way out, but like he still dies off screen if he dies there. Uh, I hope somebody saved him. Yeah. Because a 10-year character deserves a lot more respect. I agree. I think the show took a bad turn when Alicia didn't kill Charlie. Felicia shot oh, Charlie. Yeah, because she killed her brother. Yeah. She killed it. Oh, Felicia shot Charlie. That would have been, woof. That would have gotten real dark. I would have been like, but this that show. But that's like, what yeah. The Walking Dead would have done in earlier years. Yeah. And that's that's Lizzie and Mika type episode. Yeah, I'm that's, still not recovered yeah. from that. I was, I, I was do down here. you think the shows just that. won't do that anymore? I, I think it's harder for them to... I it think is it's just the people that. in charge that are. Trying I mean, to but then I again, the show just wiped out a whole school full of kids. So <laughs> that's yeah. true. I just think it's up a the bunch people and like The Walking Dead and Fear. They're just going back and forth. You know, like we've had bad seasons. They can't be good at the, the same time. No. It's like they, they just can't, can't be good. Both kill it at the, at the same, same time. time. We'll see. I, I think season six is going to probably tie into the Rick movies, which we have great updates on the site about. And I think this Walking Dead three show. Hopefully is okay. Oh, uh, we'll see. Buddy. We'll see at New York Comic Con. Oh, so by the time you've listened to this, we've seen the trailer for Walking Dead Three. Um, 
which we'll have a lot to say about oh, next week. Oh, man. Nice. We will have a lot to I'm say about next week. forward to that. All right, and this has been After the Dead. Guys, if you have anything you want us to talk about, uh, use Instagram and Twitter. Use hashtag After the Dead. We will search through the hashtag. We will look for you guys. If you have any questions you want us to ask cast members, drop them in that, in that hashtag. We will look for it. If you want to find us online uh, on social media, I am at Brandon Davis BD. I am at Janelle Wheeler. And I am at Kofi Outlaw. Uh, you can find us on all the places where podcasts are available. Kofi, can you do that thing you do on Comic Book Nation? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Google Playlist, or you should be able to tell any Amazon Alexa device, play After the Dead podcast, and it'll fire right up for you. Leave us a friendly review. Maybe we'll read it next week and give you a crisp high five if we see you at the next convention. This has been After the Dead. We'll see you next Sunday. Streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, one love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.